Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's vlog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Oh my gosh, I've had a heck of a week. Like just, you know, one of those weeks. Woo! Um, there are no words for this week. And I had a day in there. I don't even remember now which day it was because it's been such a week, whether it was yesterday or the day before or the day before that, where um, I woke up to like text messages coming into my phone and I saw them at like 5.40 something a.m. and I was just swirling from then on. And uh, I've been collapsing into bed past midnight. I usually like to be kind of going to sleep more like 9 p.m. So as I started to settle again, I was thinking about the things that I do to take care of myself, right? Meditate, make phone calls to beloved people, weigh and measure my food and eat my amazing meals. Now, um, I have to say, gratefully speaking, my uh, food has been so immaculate, just dialed in, just so. But I've got team members visiting and we were all gonna go out to dinner. Um, uh, tonight, actually, it was tonight. And on second thought, it was like, why don't I weigh and measure my food at home? Uh, so instead, I'm having uh, everyone over to my house and we're just gonna, you know, I'm gonna cook a bunch of salmon. I cook salmon really, really well. So I'll cook some salmon on the stove and I'll steam a massive pot of broccoli and David will grill burgers on the stove, on the grill and some tofu. And um, I'll put out a salad bar. We'll cook a pot of rice. Yum. Okay. But I was thinking about the other things. The food's been good. But what about the other things? The meditation, the phone calls, um, uh, what else? The prayer. Oh, the prayer's been better, actually. I find that when life gets super lifey, um, often I, it's just my way. I just turn to my source and I just, I, I fill up deeper. I drink from that well copiously because I, I just know I need it so much. Um, but I was thinking about my meditation and um, there was a day, I usually meditate for 30 minutes and there was a day that I meditated for 25 minutes because I had to talk to David quickly about all these text messages that came in before he had to golf and blah, blah, blah. So I meditated for 25 minutes because that's the slice I had to meditate. And I was thinking about the difference between like, does it matter? Does it matter 25 minutes, 30 minutes, my practice and it is a practice for me, is 30 minutes every day, in the morning, locked in, um, pretty much first thing. That's what I do, is I meditate. And the answer that I came to is, it does actually matter. It does actually matter. And the difference, and I didn't come up with this, this came out on one of my phone calls that I made, just sort of thinking about this issue, the difference is one of sanctity. And what I mean by that is 
you know, there is absolutely a way of looking at it that says it doesn't matter. 25 minutes, 30 minutes, get what you can. You know, four ounces, 4.1 ounces, it's not going to make a caloric difference in your life. You know, um, you know, I told you recently that I went back to day one and, you know, uh, eating sloppily with quantities in restaurants or really eyeballing them honestly and, you know, yeah, being really clean about that. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Um, well, I'll tell you, e eating sloppily in restaurants kept my weight up by a good, you know, few pounds more than I wished it would be. Um, and also started to escalate and started to feel crazier and crazier in my head. So it started to take away my peace and that matters. But I'm not talking really about that right now. I'm talking about <sighs> the practice of doing the practices. And I guess we're getting a little Buddhist here because, um, you know, what does it, or really any religion, because if you look at what religions have in common all around the world, there's two things. Do you know what religions have in common? Prayer and fasting. That's what religions have in common, prayer and fasting. And maybe I'm off on that a little bit because I don't know in Buddhism if there's prayer, but anyway. Um, in general, the global world religions have those things in common. And look at the practice of fasting, right? Does it matter if you fast for 40 days or 39 days? Does it matter if, you know, it's Ramadan and you eat, you know, your first, your last bite of food, you know, 45 seconds after it starts to look light on the horizon and you haven't quite finished your morning, you know, pre-dawn meal before the sun looks like it's starting to come up? Does it matter, right? And the reason it matters is because of this issue of sanctity, which means that the things that are important stay holy. They have a space reserved for them. They've, they've been carved out of our lives. And I think what I'm speaking to here is not really an addiction thing, but it's the, it's the busy modern life thing where whatever your compass is, whatever your true north is, whatever guides you in life, and for me it's this path, no sugar, no flour, eating only meals and being honest and bounding my quantities, weighing and measuring honestly with a digital food scale when I'm at home and eyeballing my quantities honestly if I'm not using a digital food scale for whatever reason, if I'm out. That is my true north. That is my path. That may sound trite and of course there's more to it than that. It's a practice of meditation. It's getting on my knees in the morning and, you know, asking the God of my understanding, my higher power for guidance and direction that day, you know, reading a spirit. These are all the things that I teach people, right? But, and of course, this is a, a set of practices that come from 12-step programs, you know, AA originally, and then OA started in 1960, and then all the various like seven or so 12-step food programs that have cropped up since then. There's a practice to living this way of life. When you commit to it, The difference between kind of, sort of, and really keeping the boundaries clean makes a difference constitutionally for me in my being. And I weigh and measure my food so I can weigh and measure my life so I can get out of the swirl and get grounded with the next right action. First things first, easy does it, keep it simple. A lot of 12-step slogans that are magical magical. And in Brightline Eating, 
we have a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom to pick and choose our tools, to decide a one plate rule or weighing and measuring, to, you know, decide how, uh, what do I say, how bright we're going to be, right? How much we want to use the bright lines as sort of yellow dotted lines on the freeway and it's all right if we veer out of them sometimes or even change lanes or really, really take them as thick, sharpie markers written clear and dark that we never, ever, ever, not only not cross, but like not even get close because we don't even want to go there, right? We have autonomy in bright line eating. There are no bright line eating police. What I want to share with you this week is as soon as I put this path central and just sank into it, my food journey is the core of my life. It is, and I've worked it any number of ways over the years, right? Loosey-goosey, straight and narrow. I've tried all the programs, I've tried all the ways, all the things, right? But this is my keystone habit. What I do with my food matters to me. And there is sanctity in keeping the lines crisp. It's a hotel bed made. It's a military bed made. Bounce a quarter on it. It's a bow tie that's straightened rather than crooked. It's a handshake that's firm. It's an appointment that's kept on time. It's a thank you note written. That clarity makes a difference when someone is attending to the details and when we attend to the details of our journey here with our food, what I experienced this week is it settled down the swirl of my life and suddenly I could think, I could make choices. I was using my lines, my bright lines as my guideposts through the day. This is the scaffolding. I talk a lot about this as the scaffolding, right? You walk outside of a building that's being painted and there's this big metal contraption. It's a scaffolding. You can hang things on it. You can climb on it. You can, you use it to remodel a building. Well, in Brightline Eating, we have a lot of practices that are a scaffolding. And we remodel our lives by using that structure, that framework. Woo! And it worked for me this week. I'm going through so much, but feeling good. Feeling so good. Grateful, grounded, happy, peaceful. Ah! <sighs> Sanctity. So if you do Brightline Eating right now, or whatever your practice is, whatever program you're working, whatever your true north is, whatever your religion is, whatever it is, right? Attend to the details. Make your bed this week, this day, crisp. Get the dishes in the dishwasher without a bunch of junk on them. Whatever the details are that matter to you, there's sanctity in attending to them, holiness, reverence you'll notice a difference. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? 
Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.